This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Hello listeners. Welcome to Brewing Talks. This is Madhulika, your host for the show, and I'm also a podcaster and a marketing consultant. So, over these months, we have touched base on some very interesting topics to do with uh, branding, advertising, public relations, communication, challenges for the brands during COVID, etc. There is one topic we haven't really deep dived so far and that's to do with you know how a content creation especially in the world of digital media and content creation not simply by the brands directly but by someone or a body who feel passionate about that topic right so the topic could be on food it could be on travel it could be on lifestyle it could be on finance anything but the whole idea is that how organically someone can come up with a content that relates to the audience that uh, you know connects with them and helps brand also in the long term create communities so for this very very interesting theme for this episode i have a very interesting person to talk to as a guest uh welcome to the show kamya jani hi madhu that's a wonderful introduction thank you very much for having me and i'm quite excited to have this conversation with you absolutely and i'm more excited than you kamya uh, let me uh, introduce you to the listeners uh, so kamya is the founder and chief traveling officer i love this title chief traveling <laughs> officer uh, for curly tales well curly tale is is a food travel experience and lifestyle content platform with over 4 million followers is actually india's number one food and travel platforms uh, which is doing extremely well to you know when it comes to relating with the audience and uh, Uh, Kamya's uh, you know a uh, journey is very interesting so i think rather than me speaking about a journey i'm going to let kamya share that with us to start with uh, you know going with this conversation but you know i'll just i'll just pause here to give you something that i read somewhere about when kamya mentioned what her motto is uh, she says that if you look like your aadhar card picture you really need a trip <laughs> that says a lot and that's really amazingly put in kamya so i think let me first come to your question so you have been a business journalist and a tv anchor with et now bloomberg cnbc uh how come this sudden shift happened from a very comfort setup corporate profile to becoming an entrepreneur and you i'm sure you had to go through a lot of challenges initially when the brand and the product that you launched wasn't really known in the market initially right Yeah that's absolutely right uh, it's it's been a long journey so to say and uh, you know mother like most other people mm-hmm. uh, when you are straight out of college everybody wants to get a job i think that's the f- number one intent that people have as soon as they pass out of college and i think even before you get into your degree college you sort of have an idea in your mind as to what you want to do in life mm-hmm. i also had that in my mind and that was becoming a news anchor um right. and i was just chasing that dream for really long and that again didn't happen to me instantly after you know joining uh, a, a a lot of news channels where i worked so i first joined cnbc where i was working as a writer then mm-hmm. i worked at bloomberg utv where i was working as an auto car producer so i was not a presenter there but i would produce shows over there uh, then eventually after 4 to 5 years of really uh, you know slogging it out i mm-hmm. got a job at et now where i was okay. a news anchor a business news journalist and that's when i felt like okay i have achieved what i always thought in my mind i wanted to a very 
very respectable uh, respectable corporate job and uh, you know I was like okay completely mm. satisfied with my professional life at the personal front I got married I had a baby who was 3 years old so my life was was pretty much you know how an idealistic mm. uh, the life would be but Correct. to be honest with you you know deep down I felt like okay I have done what the society would expect me to or or you know any parents would like their daughter or their sons to be but somewhere deep down I wasn't 100% satisfied with what I was doing and I felt like mm. okay this is maybe had i not achieved my goal uh, you know in those 10 years i mm. probably would have still been chasing that one but once i achieved that i felt like you know this is this is not it and i wanted to push myself to do more and mm. i knew that there was one thing that i would always look forward to that is the annual vacations that would happen just once or twice in a year and i think mm. which is the case with most of us but for me i realized that it was very different i i happened to travel with work i came okay. across and i met a lot of other travel influencers and travel journalists there were no influencers back then but more travel Correct. journalists and Correct. i realized okay this can be a full time profession that's hmm. when i decided to you know pursue that as a full time career for myself it was not okay. an easy task and back then nobody knew of this as a as a career or as a business so to say but mm-hmm. i i still took the plunge very well knowing that if i don't do well or if i don't earn anything i'm going to go back to a, a corporate okay. job so that okay. is what i had at the back of my mind Okay okay wonderful that's that's actually very inspiring you know because uh, yeah i i agree that it's really not easy to make a shift especially when you you still feel that things are definitely going right but then you have a craving to do something more and something that you really love and feel passionate about right and i think that's where you kind of took a decision and i'm glad that happened because we wouldn't be conversing on such an interesting topic if that had not been the case okay. um Yeah so Kamit just uh, you spoke uh, something very relevant you said that some years back we never had a concept of influencers we always had journalist handling a particular beat right whether it's travel food lifestyle or any any beat you call it uh so how is this influencer marketing or influencer influencers shaped up over a period of time how did this concept really you know became so strong that today we just can't think of anything else when it comes to an organic plugging in of the content uh, as good as like you know dealing with a journalist to a large extent absolutely i think we all must thank social media for it mm-hmm. uh, that gave birth to a lot of influencers um, i'm just talking about 3 to 4 years ago matlika and even then uh, when i quit my job uh, my idea was still to be a journalist and mm-hmm. have my own website and cover topics around food and travel i did mm-hmm. not think influencer as a term but yes bloggers is something that was already coined by then and a lot of bloggers were there not Correct. influencers as much right so mm-hmm. that was the intent that i would write content about things that i'm passionate about is very soon of course on social media started posting videos on facebook and youtube uh, instagram not as much at that point of time mm-hmm. but i saw that the response was so huge and people started identifying curly tails as me and mm-hmm. uh, even though you know i had a lot of other uh, creators on the platform and i established it more with a company standpoint and not just being an independent influencer which we see so many and i mm-hmm. think it's very hard to be an influencer in today's day and age given mm. there's so much competition um, 
I think over a period of time with everyone getting onto social media you start following people with common interest so if there's anybody who is interested in travel as much as I am they mm-hmm. would follow me if there's somebody's interested in fashion they would follow some other influencer to get True. some to you know have some um, you know idea about how they can improvise themselves in that mm-hmm. particular space so i think that's how uh, you know the term influencer came in and just just by going out the definition it's just as somebody who has an access to an audience and has the power to affect audiences purchasing decision or their opinion about mm-hmm. a particular product service or a brand or even an experience because mm-hmm. you know and the influencers authority uh, mm-hmm. is just so well established given that you know they position themselves as somebody who has knowledge in that space Correct. and also has a relationship with the audience which is what excites the brands and they think that it's a seamless way of integrating their brand and communicate directly to the audience hmm. through an influencer mode Hmm. So uh, yeah I think that's how this term has been coined and so okay. far uh, it's been a livelihood for a lot of people and a new career option and a lot of youth out there aspired influencers correct so uh, over the years have you seen a kind of a uh, you know evolution in this role like uh, how is the role today of an influencer does the influencer uh, he or she they themselves know what are they supposed to really do when it comes to managing their own content for for it could be for a brand it could be for an experience of a destination or whatever it could be so what is influencer responsibility today i would put it that way you know to ask you uh you know like i just mentioned they do have an authority on a huge audience who's especially following them right so mm-hmm. they have a responsibility of uh, they they should know that whatever they say has an influence on the audience so they got to be extremely honest about i'm not even talking about brands in specific but even when they create editorial content which doesn't involve any brand integration they just have hmm. to be extremely honest about whatever content they are putting out and let me speak for myself hmm. uh, very rarely will i do content around fashion or styling because that is really not my area of expertise mm-hmm. and my area of expertise is travel and i know how you can get to a place in the most cost effective way or in the most luxurious way mm-hmm. uh, and, and i would just position myself as an expert in one place instead correct. of being jack of all and master of none correct, so the number correct. one responsibility is of course to know exactly what you are passionate about where your expertise lies and create an audience that is again interested in the same realm as you okay that's mm-hmm. the number one responsibility responsibility the number hmm. two responsibility is if you are monetizing uh, through your expertise or through the community that you built on social media um if you are advertising uh, even hmm. as for the new rules that have been set out mm-hmm. you've got to declare that it is a sponsored campaign or you know even if it is a barter association you've got hmm. to you know um, declare that in a very direct advertisement this is as per the assi influencer advertising and marketing guidelines that have recently Correct. been introduced mm-hmm. uh, so that the influencer is not taking uh, advantage of the audience that it has created and the trust is still intact 
Hmm. True. Absolutely. So, does this put? Uh, uh, so, you do. How do you think now with this new regulations and guidelines in place? How much of impact do you see this in both ways, like the good and the not so good? You know, like for brands. You know, if you ask me uh, to an extent, this could be concerning because some of the brands, if they rope in or they collaborate with an influencer, they want that content, as you rightly use the word, uh, seamless, right? So, how seamlessly that content flows? You know, we don't realize that it's. it's kind of somewhere subtly promoting a brand in some way or the other so how do you see a change or a shift happening and the most important part of the question is that how do you think readers will perceive this more importantly yeah you know it's actually a very tricky space to be in <laughs> and, and you said it correctly you know brands there's a the, the difference between advertising and content marketing is that content marketing is not so direct it's like guma rakar hmm. you are selling something correct correct Your correct advertisement is a direct communication where you know that you are watching a particular brand's advertisement correct uh, and you know that you know you will take it with a pinch of salt because every brand out there is boasting themselves to be the best correct um the intent is the same when it comes to influencer marketing as well but again they want to showcase it as an organic plugin and not a, a paid sponsorship so to say mm-hmm. so it definitely becomes uh, tricky but i think more and more influencers are understanding how important it is to declare that uh, or have a disclaimer that this is a paid advertisement and of course there is a possibility of a brand pulling out and not wanting to continue mm-hmm. to do this but mm-hmm. but if it is a guideline that has has come through then brand mm-hmm. and creators are obliged to follow rules that have been laid out correct once it is laid out by everyone and everybody has to follow the rule i don't think there's any looking back because then it becomes very clear that okay this rule has to be followed otherwise there are some repercussions that you may have to face mm-hmm. which again that have not been uh, you know clarified clearly as to what what exactly are the repercussions but there is a requirement of a disclosure that there has been a connection between an advertiser and an influencer i hmm. do see some sort of an impact but it's just the beginning and some teething issues that may happen but in the long run hmm. it will hmm. not be a very big impact you know paid partnership with is something that 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 is here to stay correct in fact if we look at print right uh, with traditional media rather uh, i think this kind of uh, clear division has been pretty much there all these years and uh, so and i think whether a consumer reads an ad or finally ends up reading an article somewhere he is getting influenced right so i think we could say do you think we could say the same thing for the viewers who are going to view content on social media whether they look at a paid or a non paid it eventually is going to impact them maybe it also depends on the quality of what is going out uh, well they are going to take it with a pinch of salt the okay. minute you mention it's a paid partnership they are not going to believe every word that every you say every bit of it huh? okay yeah okay. definitely okay. not if it is if there's no paid partnership then they are genuinely interested in knowing so i think every advertiser has uh, two objectives one is awareness mm-hmm. to create awareness about their product and number 2 is of course conversions hmm. i think that the number one objective of awareness can definitely be established okay hmm. Hmm. Uh, but in terms of conversions of direct sales that Correct. may be slightly impacted but again um, you know social media platforms such as instagram uh, and facebook are introducing something like affiliate marketing which means hmm. that if i give a swipe up to a particular product hmm. and is purchasing that product there will be some share or commission that will be credited to the influencer 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that also creates a lot of transparency to understand how much of an influence does an influencer have on a Correct. topic too, right? Correct. It just becomes Correct. so transparent because everything then becomes so transactional for the brand, for the influencer, as well as the the audience who are watching out there. Mm-hmm. True, so absolutely. I think this whole space is yet to evolve so much more mm-hmm. every other day we hear of new things happening. Hmm, absolutely that's true um so now now come here coming to the point that you know something that has been your forte especially with curly tail uh the travel and the lifestyle content right so travel is like a buzzing industry it's it was buzzing all this while till this pandemic uh, you know affected it uh, drastically but obviously this is like just a temporary thing which we have seen uh, for a couple of years now but if you look at it otherwise how the brands uh, are focusing in this area so when I, what i mean by this is that you know it may directly be a let's say in this case a hotel brand a hospitality brand or a travel destination brand but even otherwise do you see uh, other categories of uh, businesses also actively involved in this you know category of content through collaborations or otherwise what do you see is the scene with the travel and the lifestyle content overall um, you know, interestingly, few businesses can't go uh, online and travel is one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a temporary halt on this, but a virtual world can never take over the experience of actually being at a location. Completely you know? agree. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. travel cannot be replaced. You've got to be there physically, unlike various other businesses that have gone on digital, be it e-commerce or shopping mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. else. But travel mm-hmm. is something, thankfully so, will not go digital. And I, and I hope there never comes a day when it goes digital. Correct, so correct. I see so much potential in this space, uh, Madhu. I can't begin to tell you how many tourism boards we are currently talking to about waiting for borders to open up so we can mm-hmm. create content and have a top of the mind recall for a lot of travelers out there. I think you and I sitting at homes, all of us are just thinking about mm-hmm. when we go out for our True. next holiday, you know. And Absolutely. So- and just that thought of going out, I think people never valued traveling as an experience as much as they do now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, there is going to be a lot of potential and there is no denying that this industry has been battered very badly. Hospitality as well. Every time a lockdown is announced, the first space mm-hmm. to be shut down uh, is restaurants and malls. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. these are clearly our key clients and both of the, these industries uh, have suffered a lot. Um, True. But I do see a strong revival as soon as the pandemic is over. Uh, I don't know if it will be over for good, but at least more mm. and more people are vaccinated. There is more confidence that comes in the market. This industry uh, is, is not going anywhere. You know, dining out or traveling are not experiences that would go digital. So huge space there. While I may talk of only hospitality, there are so many other industries that are associated uh, with the hospitality and travel space. You know, be mm-hmm. it your tour guide, be it your airlines. Correct. Um, you know, be it any experience, adventure, sports, so much, so much is uh, connected to this that it's a huge industry. And I think it's one of the top five uh, sectors to contribute to the overall GDP of the country too. Correct. So, Absolutely. Potential, yeah. Yeah. huge impact, just waiting for a huge revival to happen now. True. So, and I really hope it it opens up uh, as soon as it can. Uh, so, coming to, let's say when things open up finally, uh, what do you think... Uh, how the travel industry is going to look like, you know, are consumers, though they're all wanting to step out, but has something changed in the way they look at travel, right? Uh, what are the new trends do you see emerging post COVID and when the travel finally starts? 
thankfully uh, you know the human mind people forget the memory of <laughs> at least indians <laughs> is so short lived yeah. that that the minute they step out they will probably wear mask for first couple of days and suddenly they're like okay now we are fine nothing's happened they're going to take the mask off true but i'll be honest with you uh, a lot has changed there is always this sense of insecurity uh, mm-hmm. when you're traveling out uh, i have experienced this just when we had the break between the first lockdown or the rather right. the first wave and the second wave when i did a few trips well because my work is associated directly to the travel industry uh you you do feel a sense of insecurity a lot of rules have changed you've got to have a vaccine passport when you leave the country even mm. within the country there are certain rules few states want you to get an rt pcr test few states are okay with you not having any test um you know even at the hotel level there are certain rules that you got to follow so a lot has changed and uh, everybody whenever they are going out and traveling they got to read a lot of uh, guidelines so to mm-hmm. say before they actually plan a trip and the trend that i see is within india a lot of people are going to travel within india mm-hmm. you know that is one but Correct. but again you know uh, because the international rules are different and honestly currently so many countries have banned india that leaves mm-hmm. indians with little <laughs> option to explore the own their own country which Correct. is a good thing uh but at the same time i just hope that the covid situation is so much um under control because that will just make it easier hmm. for people to step out and feel more confident if hmm. if you know the wave is is going the way it is uh, and right. currently it's like it is reducing and there are talks of third wave coming back so i don't know what's going to happen lot of uncertainty in this Correct. space Correct. but yeah. i don't know the bent could be people want to travel that is for sure Yeah, Where absolutely. We'll figure out. I think. Once, right, once right. So, forward. just one thing to add here. So, talking about this new trend, this is something we strongly witnessed uh, when this pandemic, when the whole lockdown thing was happening, or even if it was opening up a little bit here and there in certain you know cities or towns or whatever. That a lot of heavy road trips started happening. In fact, I think they say that the sale of automobiles went up thrice the numbers than what it was earlier, just to do with the fact that people felt more comfortable. traveling in their own vehicle to the nearby destination that's all just like a 2 hours drive or 3 hours drive from where they live so you see that this whole road trip concept is going to take on to the next level now when it comes to you know experience and everything put together yeah in fact you know this adversity has uh, brought about so many inventions i can't begin to tell you would have never heard of caravans as a popular mm-hmm. concept in india before this mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, maharashtra tourism has launched a caravan uh, policy where anybody who who you know wants to be an entrepreneur in this space can just apply for this franchise and uh, give out caravans on rent uh, oh, okay. so you are absolutely right lot of road trips happening which is why i see that you know within india a lot of people are going to travel flights mm-hmm. not as much and even if it means to go to himachal or rajasthan from mumbai people are mm-hmm. up to doing that even in their own cars and rightly Correct. you said so a lot of people are investing in their own cars because that makes sense the other trend is of course people want to stay in a villa in a private home instead of Correct. a hotel um, again traveling around in smaller groups with a close family and friends instead of doing those group tours which were offered by a lot of uh, you know travel agents earlier so mm-hmm. yeah certain things have taken place here and i think mm-hmm. they are here to stay for long 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's that's like interesting to look at. Uh, Kamya, would you like to throw some light on where do you think from your perspective and experience brands do the right thing and the not so right things when it comes to influencer management? You know, what are the learnings that's there for them to understand, you know, as also there's so many changes happening in this area now. Do you have some, you know, takeaways for them to understand? Oh, lots actually. And I think... Uh, <laughs> there's always a love hate relationship between a creator and a brand um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean if if brands are listening to me i would like to share my two bits here mm-hmm, uh, sure. number one i think definitely if a brand is looking at a target audience they should collaborate with the right influencer and not anyone that is popular look for your mm. particular niche so if it is a if it is a food brand it makes sense for you to collaborate with a chef Uh, or a food creator instead of hmm. going to the most popular creator who may be hmm. there with a huge following so Correct. look for your particular niche for sure where you know that you're going to meet the right target audience number 2 don't dictate your terms too much on how your content should be created leave those things for the creator of course a, a brand should be involved in sharing what the objective is and mm-hmm. that's usually my practice where i get on a call and understand what is it that you want to convey uh, what is your objective and i try and incorporate it in my script my way instead of the brand literally writing the script for me and sharing it and saying please go ahead and shoot this the way i want you to shoot it um mm-hmm. i have done that i am guilty of doing it because a brand has paid me to do it and beyond a point it's difficult to argue and go back and forth on it Um, mm-hmm. But I think the, that's probably not the best practice to have. You, know, you should allow the creator to create content in however or whichever way. Uh, of course, the objective should not be compromised. But hmm. but you know sometimes like uh, I, I know of a mobile brand that is very particular about how they want to make the communication, and mm-hmm. they would actually you know come on the shoot location, decide what the creator would wear. how each shot is taken i think it just restricts the creative flow of the creator and and the piece or the content piece eventually ends up becoming neither the creators nor the brands correct, and that was case to be in for both the parties involved you know correct, so some bit of leeway should definitely be given and a brand should have 100% say in the tvc or the advertisement that they're creating that's mm-hmm. where they should get all their uh, you know um, communications out but for the creator space let them decide what they should do Mm, absolutely no i think this is a very valuable uh, these are very valuable inputs uh, kamya uh, because i think the whole reason to uh, you know collaborate with an influencer is to get a very organic feel to your content uh, you know so even though you're getting the brand subtly but that's exactly what the idea is that you've got to get your brand subtly and not push it on the face because then you might as well just advertise your brand rather than you know uh, going through an influencer based content so i think these are definitely valuable contents i'm sure uh, brands are going to make uh, you know good use of this information uh, my so. absolutely absolutely my next set of uh, queries also about so we spoke about what brands can do right and you know uh, how can they move forward with influencer management uh you said it's so right that today you open up instagram and even if i go on the search i can i can you know just put some term like some keyword on food influencers or you know some uh, some sort of you know any on any uh topic that we are talking about any theme uh, of the content that i'm searching for i'll get loads of influencers you know listed on it right and there are so many today i feel that 
a lot of people might feel that I can just get some numbers on my Instagram page, put some content that looks interesting and I have become an influencer. So how does that, how does one draw that line? How can this industry become a little more organized? Obviously, it may look a little too early right now because it's still growing. But at the same time, how can, you know, maybe uh, people can come together to make sure that this industry finally grows in a more organized way. And how does one really, from an influencer's perspective, uh, you know, qualify as an influencer, you know, you don't need a tag for it. But then before I decide that I call myself an influencer, how do I, you know, make sure that I live up to that image and that credibility? Um, I think that's a very valid point. And, you know, internationally, if you visit UAE, you've got to have a license to be a blogger or an influencer. And there is a whole process where you apply for it. And if you're approved, you've got to pay an annual fee and then you are qualified to be an influencer. And I think we got to, uh, you know, understand what the international markets are doing. Um, mm -hmm. We should definitely have few parameters because... I think these days, a lot of creators like to call themselves influencers. Honestly, I am also a bit hesitant to call myself an influencer. I, mm -hmm. I like to call myself a creator or a content creator and an entrepreneur because, yeah, I am running a mm -hmm. business around it. But mm -hmm. the authority to call myself an influencer, I think it should come from a third party instead of I myself saying that. Um, mm -hmm. So we there should definitely be few parameters and uh, more structured and an organized manner. Uh, maybe when the ASS, ASCI guidelines have come through, we should mm -hmm. definitely have some guidelines on how you know one can be categorized as an influencer. Yes, we do have a verified blue tick that is given by uh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I'm not sure if that's enough, you know, uh, you've mm -hmm. got to understand how how does a person become an influencer for even an aspirant who wants to be should know that, you know, I should be able to meet these parameters. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I think it also maybe calls for a bit of an uh, information and the right education, education in this area. You think so? Like, you know, maybe there's not a defined subject to even study on influencer marketing. Maybe it will be down the line. Social media marketing does, you know, uh, highlight this area today. But I think as time grows, you know, maybe more and more research and information on this topic can really help, you know, the way uh, even influencers look at themselves when it comes to their own responsibilities. Definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. Correct. No, great, Kamiya. So I have one uh, one question which may uh, not be directly related to the theme, but uh, I will not do justice to this episode if I don't ask you this. Uh, you, obviously, you uh, we spoke about how you made this shift from being in a very comfort and, a, you know, being established, working with established brands and companies. Uh, what's your message for the uh, entrepreneurs or let's say women entrepreneurs to be very specific uh, you know all of them go through their own challenges right when anybody's starting their own venture uh, in any area of business for that matter so do you have a message for them to give like you know what is it that everyone needs to bear in mind when it comes to starting your own own brand uh, as such uh, I'm glad you asked me this question uh, because <laughs> in fact I'm actually running a masterclass for this oh, which is okay. called uh, passion to paycheck i believe oh, wow. that, okay. uh, most successful businesses around the world have been built on passion and you know most successful personalities they don't have a job they have a passion mm -hmm. they have an obsession a vocation Correct. 
I think a passion is something that will help you create the highest expression of your talent. Hmm. Um, hmm. It, it, your work fills up a large part of your life, and the only way to have a great career is to do what you truly love. Um, so I would like to tell all all budding entrepreneurs or even women entrepreneurs that you know the only courage you will ever need to start this journey is the is is to have the courage to follow your own dreams, hmm. uh, and uh, which is what I'm trying. to do in this passion to paycheck masterclass where i would like to uh, first help people identify what they are truly passionate about mm-hmm. uh, and once they have identified you know what they are truly passionate about i would want to uh, you know share my learnings my knowledge and understanding and help them transform their passion into a full time career wonderful i'm sure a lot of listeners uh, will definitely would want to sign up on this and thanks for sharing the you know the detail, yeah. details for that and we look forward to that to kamya it was wonderful uh, i think some very interesting uh, insights from you uh, most importantly what you said just now was that you know if you convert your passion into a profession i think that's where you you made it for yourself right and i think a very similar philosophy goes for an influencer too i think the topic that we are discussing today because if you are passionate about a certain subject or a certain area of what you really feel strongly about you will do justice to the content and if you do justice to the content your your followers are pretty much there right you don't even need to work any hard to get followers because your content speaks for itself to a large extent so i think that's, that's the clear message that you know the credibility uh, the organize you know the way the things can get organized further and since it's a growing area today you know how brands can further you know shape up themselves to to be in a better relationship uh, with the influencers equally i think all in all i think it was truly a pleasure to have you on the show kamya and thank you so much for sparing time for likewise. it likewise thank you so much wonderful chatting with you thank you for tuning in sign up and subscribe to brewing talks on the all new eplog.media website by subscribing you can stay updated on the upcoming episodes and also share your comments and discussion on the show i will be eager to know your thoughts You can also listen to Brewing Talks on Ghana, Spotify, Jio Seven, Apple or Google Podcast. I shall catch up with you all soon with yet another interesting brewing topic. Till then, stay creative, stay safe and take care.